you have any questions today, they have to be less than 12 minutes. <laughs> 12 minutes or less, because so many people are here. <laughs> we want to get to every question. <laughs> Don't let it go over 12 minutes, or we'll ring a bell. <laughs> I don't know exactly what happens like if grace hits you but in my experience it's sort of produced a a reverse engineering I saw the problem from the solution and the information was totally different than if I'm seeing the problem from the problem and even more different if I'm seeing the solution from the problem so in a lot of cases, what we call what we believe is a solution is inherently part of the problem. Yeah. Like the idea of that I'm going to do enough and have enough and get enough to be enough. Yeah. It's a formulation that takes on a lot of variation and manifestation, but the formula is off. So it doesn't matter how much you tweak the formula no matter how much you extend it or shorten it, the formulation is off. It's all that can happen if, if something's off at the beginning, all it can do is geometrically progress as it proceeds. Yeah. So if the formula is kept on, kept on being applied, the inherent problem will still be there geometrically progressing. Yes? So in my experience... It's not even an experience. In sort of a change of mind, I saw the problem from the solution. Yeah. So the, the, the point of view or where I was seeing things from shifted. And, and in that shift, you looked at everything like you always did, but you saw it differently. Yeah. And so when you see it differently, different information came up. And so, in my experience, especially with the seat assignment, it was really about reverse engineering. So, I saw how what seemed to be the problem seemed so real, and how it's produced and reinforced and emphasized. Yeah? Not why I was under it, because while you're under it, all you're doing is looking from it. You're not really seeing it, because there's no separation, there's no space, in a sense. But the solution... You know, when the solution dawns on you, you see the one thing the problem never wants to be seen, which which is it's imaginary. It's an activity. It's not a real thing. It's not a real condition. It's not a real anything. It doesn't have the solidity that we give it by believing it. So then the gig is up. Now, does it translate immediately? It can, you know, into your experiential level, or it may just drip, 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 but it's sort of like the cat is out of the bag. You're never going to put the cat back in the bag. So you finally saw the problem from the solution. And from the solution, inherently, inherently, there is no problem. 
It could never, it could never have been so. It never will be so. Therefore, it isn't so now. And anyone who's ever had sort of a shift or thinks they had a shift, I bet you if you took a little summary of their, of what their, the byproduct of that was, they would all say, what dawned on me is that there never was a problem. Yeah. It wasn't like I finally had vanquished it or I'd overcome it or transcended it because it's not so. You don't transcend an imaginary place. You just see that it's an imaginary place. You don't leave an inhospitable place. You realize it is, it's an imaginary inhospitality. In, what is that word? I hope so. Whatever. Close to it. You got what it meant. Yeah? So it's a different way to get out. In a way, you get the feeling of being out, but the feeling of being out is generated by realizing you were never in. Yeah? So basically, when you finally, when you seem to get out and you realize you're never in, there's really no story that can be mined in the, in the effort or in the saga of getting out because the realization is you were never in. Yeah? So there's nothing your mental state can do with it. See, if, if it was some place that everyone could identify with as such being such a drag to be in, and then you believed you got out of it, it would, it would be a juicy story. You could probably write a book or a couple books or have a lot of people come and listen to you and give them ideas and details about how to get out of that incredible, terrible place that we all seem to find ourselves. Yeah. And it would seem valid all the while because it, the, the invalidity of it wasn't seen, which is it's not a real place that you've escaped from. You ever hear there's a book called The, the Wisdom of No Escape? And I think this lady uh, puts out her ideas of it. I never read it. But I like the title. It's a famous title. And the, Because the wisdom of no escape is you realize there's nothing to escape from. That's the wisdom of no escape. It's a huge amount of wisdom to realize there's nothing you need to escape from. Now, the physicality may need to escape from a situation. The, uh, the physicality, the emotionality may need to leave a certain hostile environment. Yeah, that like, looks like you've moved physically from one place to another and gotten relief, but it doesn't apply to everywhere. Yeah? It only applies to a special something that finds themselves in special somewheres that, are, that aren't beneficial. They're hostile they're toxic, let's say. And so, yeah, you can go like this. Oh, well, I left that place and I moved 800 miles away and you feel like, hey, I'm successful. I got out of that toxic place. Yes, I left it. But with this mental idea called the identification as a self, when you leave all the toxic places you find yourself in, in let's say an 80-year span of life, it's the sense of you that still leaves every time. And the sense of you is the underlying bondage. It's bonding, to, it's bonding the mind to an idea of being the one that was in that hostile place. And it's still there when you become the one that left the hostile place. And it's there prior to the hostile place. In your historical take, you believe you were there and then shit happened and then you were in a terrible there and then you did a lot of stuff and you got out of that terrible there and now you're in a much better here. But 
one thing went along on the whole trip was the story that it was you. You were there before, you were there in, and you were there after. Yeah? You were there before, you were there in, you were there after, with an incredible inability to see your role in any of it. Yeah? You just believe something happened, something wasn't happening before, and it was great. Then something happened, which I really had nothing to do with, and I ended up in a very hostile place. And now, but the freedom from it, you take full credit for Oh, yes, I did all, I did. I worked so hard to get out of the place. Now, that can look like it's so here, but in the mind, that's not so. The mind, when it sees a problem, the problem is immediately noted as not being real. Because the only reality there is, is what's seeing it. Yeah? The seeing of everything is the reality. Everything must derive any sense of reality from that. Everything that's appearing does not give any reality to that unless the reality that this is gives it the power to do it by taking it to be real. That solution is totally different than, all right, I'm, in, I'm really, really screwed and I want to get unscrewed. It sounds great, but the idea of really, really being screwed if it would be really helpful you say, well, who is that which is really, really screwed? It changes your whole feeling. Who is that that's really, really screwed? And who's, who is that that really, really doesn't want to be screwed? Yeah? Maybe that feeling of being screwed is the same feeling that you have when you're being unscrewed, and that's the biggest screwing of all. Because that's what they call the bondage of self. The bondage of self is being applied in the solution, these temporary solutions, and it's being applied in the temporary problems, and it's really pretty much never gets threatened through all of these in and outs and getting close and far and feeling great and feeling terrible. It seems to be able to ride all those volatile waves of life with the idea that it's me, that's, that's, this is happening to or I'm doing it. Yeah, all the time. We went in another direction. When the, do when the solution dawned on my head, it told me, it informed me emphatically that you're not that. You're not that which is appearing in all of them. It's like that, it's like that little picture of Waldo in every picture. <laughs> there I am somewhere. I can't, I can't have one frame of life without me in it. And then you start going, well, which is the most constant thing in this whole life of all these ups and downs and close and fars and loves and hates and this and that? There's been a sense it's been me all along. Finally questioning that. And you may want to use a technique, or you may not. Just have an ability to entertain, instead of entertain what's already been presented by the mental state, entertain the space or the silence. And see what that what that hap what happens to the mind when it does that. Not a pre idea of a possibility, which is what's often here all day, but a new possibility of going into the being or into the silence, whatever you want to call it, going into that pause, and then see how things happen, see how you read things, see how things come over you now. And after a while, when when that problem seems not to have the ability to influence the mind as much then your experience here can be stabilized in...
into a statement of traveling lighter because you'll travel lighter through all the ups and downs. It doesn't mean they'll all be leveled and it'll always just be going up all the time. It, it means that you'll travel lighter over it. Just like in recovery, we do a fourth-step thing where you do inventories. And I was listening to this lady share, and I really liked it, because she was under the assumption, well, if I do this inventory, it, things are going to get better. Yeah? But that's not really the case. What you're going to do is be able to accept things as they are. And you know why you're going to be able to accept things as they are? Because they're truly not. If you took this place to be real, how could you accept it? Give me a freaking break. How could I sit here in Marin and be concerned about my triple latte, half-calf, fucking foam that's been regurgitated four times, spewed from the anus of a cow? How could I do that when maybe ten miles away someone's being abused? It would be impossible. But this place is... When it's seen not to be so, then what happens is as soon as the so-ness of this place starts fading, the so-ness of what truly is starts seemingly brighter to you. It, doesn't, it hasn't acquired brightness except the brightness that you carry around. So your attention starts giving it the meaning it has, and the meaning it already has prior to you giving it a meaning is that it's real. And finally, your ability to make real what isn't real matches up to what's real. <clears throat> so your ability to make real, <clears throat> seemingly, <clears throat> what isn't real will match up to reality. And man, there's a whole new set of fireworks going on that no one may hear. There'll be no bright light, so they may be. But no one will notice. No one will notice whatsoever. But there'll be a, just a giant, giant shift from everywhere to everywhere, which doesn't produce any ripple whatsoever. Not one. Not one tremor. Things are just as they always seem to be, which the, and they've never been that way. So like in Zen, they say, first there is the mountain, then there is no mountain, then there is the mountain. So, all right. First there is the mountain. Fuck, everyone's in my freaking way. I can't get what I want. I wanted to go out with that girl, but someone's going out with that girl. Bada da da, no one's coming to this or doing that. Blah blah, all this, all that. All right, there's the mountain. Said, fuck, I gotta put another backpack on and go up this thing every day, only to get knocked down to go up it again. Jesus. Oh, then there is no mountain. Oh, man. Woo, woo, woo. Now, the mental state arises and go, oh, I want it to stay, there is no mountain. But no, what happens, that doesn't happen. It has no power. Then there's the mountains again. But they're seen differently. So first there is a mountain, then there is no mountain. This is where we like it to stop. Oh, fucking great. I'm in bliss every second of the day. And people notice it. And of course they're genuflecting and just donating shit to me, you know, offering me massages day and night. Fucking, it's great. No, the mountains seem to appear again. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. But what says our shit isn't you? That's the beauty of it. Now the mountains seem just as they've always seen, but but they've never been. They have never been. Yes? You're the only thing there is, and you're not a thing. Your interest attention lands there. The power of the problem recedes because it was your power. Your power distributed to a crazy idea that's been harped on and reinforced and, and assumed and inferred all day 
by the little K-Paul station or K-Tom or K-Z station that, that we seem to have been listening to. Not us, it's our interest and attention has been really engaged in that, all those golden oldies, because it's about us. We cherish this idea of being a self. It's the only thing we've made up. <laughs> it's our little making up, man. I want to nurture this thing and support it, and I want it to have everything I want it to have. You just get weaned, weaned off of it all. Everything that supports the fallacy that you're a someone gets weakened. Yeah. So the seemingly so gets sort of more transparent. You can see through it easier and easier. It doesn't mean the seeming what's producing the seemingly so doesn't keep trying to produce it. It has nothing to do with you. It's a body mechanism. Like the Course in Miracles said the other day, I was sharing it a week ago, that... The brain interprets to the body. So when the brain in the selfing is interpreting this place, it interprets it to the body as being the relevant reference. So our perceptions perceive things from a thing. The thoughts picture us as a body. Our memories are all of memories of bodies. Your dreams at night, you're mostly in a body or seeing other bodies or seeing things. Yeah? It's all the same reference. It's like the parameters of the system. Now, we would like to expand the system, but that every time you expand the system, the parameters are the same. There's still the identification as a body. There's still the idea of being a someone. And it seems to be able to take a lot of blowing up and never fucking pop. Yeah? Because it's imaginary. So an imaginary thing that, in, if it was real, would easily pop can seem like it never pops. An imaginary thing, anything can happen in an imaginary thing. So this whole place can be captured, the whole place can be captured in seemingly so. means it appears to be true or false to us. From the littlest thought to the biggest event. It's all seemingly being so. It's all seeming, and it's so crazy because you can have a, a catastrophic event going on in what's not happening right here, and the other person's having a, a nirvanic event. They don't even seem to blend in. They don't even rub because we're in these little compartments of this terminal uniqueness of being this person, yeah, that we have no form of communication. We can't communicate to people because when I tell you, hey, I really like to go out with you, they think I'm saying that I want to marry them. <laughs> I mean, it's like, how do, we, how do we even make it through a day here? Because it's all assumed that you're understanding me. I have people, I say, okay, what do you think I said today at the meeting? They not telling me. I'm going, Jesus Christ. How did it get translated? It's like that thing my friend Raymond and I did. He tried to do this transcription from a program on the talk I gave. I read it. It was like a fucking, that guy Burroughs, Naked Lunch. It was like, it made, but Jesus Christ. And I remembered somewhat what I said. It was only a day later. It was like, and you missed the bus at 12.50. And it didn't see its incorrection. It just went on and on and on. And the seemingly misidentifying what was said 
pro- just geometrically progressed to at like page two, it was fucking unbelievable. It was like terrible science fiction. And it was a little talk we did on a Wednesday night in San Francisco. This is what, you don't see the head doing it? It has one little glitch that, that, that its sound of glitchiness goes through everything else. This is happening to me. These thoughts are mine. These feelings are mine. This is my body. On and on and on. Anything comes in. An incredible, relevant uh, revelation of an experience, an epiphany. My epiphany. It doesn't take, it can, it can take the biggest hit and then regroup and claim what hit it to say, oh, I had it. I had this incredible awakening. <laughs> then you have your little spiritual mantle and it's like a big game head, you know. Look at this epiphany I got in Bali. I like to see you beat this, man. 1989 in a fucking under a waterfall. And I had witnesses for two hours. That must make me something. Look at that thing. It, man, it was fucking... It took me, it took me a, a while to claim it, but I got it. I got that epiphany. <laughs> Do you not see it? We're trying to experience our own absence absence and making an experience we had. That's a lot of us what we're doing here. We want to hear about no self, but we want to have it as a self. The system is very, very, very vigorous. It has no power, but it can seem to have power when it has your attention. Yeah? That's why it's broadcasting all day. I mean, how many inane thoughts go through your head that, you know, they're like circa 1974. They have absolutely no application to what's going on. They're not working for your survival. They're not about fucking anything. They're about, you know, that sock was too short at my confirmation. I knew that fucking thing. I knew that's what was, I mean, that set my whole Catholic life off on the wrong foot. You know, it's just, it's just absurd minutia of speculation upon speculation about what it means. You wouldn't put up with it for one minute if it had Stanley's name under it. You'd say, Jesus Christ, I'm sick and tired of hearing Stanley. But, oh, it's about Paul. It's like the sirens of Ulysses. You know, oh, wait. Oh, yes. I'm a loser. It's such a sweet song. I have 20 CDs supporting it. Oh, I'll put on Jackson Brown. Oh, yes. I'm a loser. It's unbelievable. We just, we're just immersed in a love affair with a mental idea. Massaging it, protecting it, defending it. I have the right to be wrong. <laughs> oh. So there is a solution, and the solution informs us, or at least gives you the possibility, hey, it might not be exactly as you think it is. You know, maybe open up, maybe have a little bit of an opening of, of suspicion, not paranoia, but suspicion, healthy suspicion, and just see, just see if the, if the narrative actually fits what you're doing that day. You'll see a huge discrepancy. You'll be doing something today, and it'll be saying, oh, that's not enough. You've got to be doing a lot more. This compared to the last three Saturdays isn't as good. And, you know, fuck, what am I going to, you know, it's just, on, it's just on and on and on, interpreting and interpreting and interpreting. And it's amazing that we've lost the ability, or seemingly, to really just be here. Yeah. 
because we're just caught up in there and then. To the point where the here isn't even here anymore. It's just a, an opportunity to think about yesterday and tomorrow, to reflect on yesterday and tomorrow, to sort of speculate or forecast about yesterday and tomorrow. It's like a it's in like an incessant displacement. It, it's like that big bank heist years and years ago where they had a great idea. They had tons, millions and millions of transactions, and they decided to steal like a quarter penny of each one, like a one-eighth of a nothing. So no one would see it, because everyone's just looking at the trees, not the forest. But it was a huge freaking forest, and they were pulling in tons of money. This is what it's like, in a way. This whole thing, it's just, it's just, it's creeping into every little picture. We never see things clearly because we're looking in a certain way called self-centeredness. Yeah? It's all based on that's happening to me or I'm doing it. Yeah? Of course you're going to want to get loaded. Of course you're going to why buy that 12th jacket. Of course you're going to freaking, you know, oh, I feel much better with a Mercedes Benz, you know, or whatever. Something. Of course you're going to have a dis, you know, a little in- disinterest, irritability, restlessness. And there's plenty of things that will say, hey, I got exactly what you need. And you can get it on a payment plan. All right, I feel so much better with these huge speakers. I never listen to any music. But when I do, when that day comes, I got these giant martial amps, man. It's going to sound so great. But you never listen to music. Oh, I have so many tunes on my iTunes. Do you actually listen to them? Maybe I listen to the same ones, 15 of them, 1988, you know. But I have thousands of them. It's such like a security I just feel so much better having 14 pants. I can only wear one a day, but I have 14 of them. I have choice. (laughs) You can't rub out the irritability because it's you in, in, in living in disinformation, living in ignoring something. You, you, you have that drive. And so the, the, the source of the juice for all the, energy, or the engines isn't the engine itself, it's us. We drive consumerism. We drive spiritual seeking. Spiritual seeking's a huge business. I mean, they have things come out, they have hundreds of seminars every day for almost any possible thing. Tons of them. You get these things in the mail. They have hundreds of thousands. And, you know, they always have a lovely picture. It's, I'd love to see someone just like this. You know? Fuck you, you know. <laughs> Fuck you, you don't need this. You know, but, oh, it's always, you know. And then usually it's a hope so. She looks nice. Maybe I can meet her. You know? I'll get a therapy session with her. Hey, can you go out? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we just want something all the time. Please give me a little of something. I'm starving here. <laughs> it's like the rat cannot be an unrat. You throw any hamster in, I don't care if it's gone through eight months of reverse hamster education, when you put it into the hamster cage and there's a wheel in there, it's going to get in. And, it's gonna, and then it's going to define that little metal circle and make it a wheel. Because a wheel ain't a wheel unless it's rolling, eh? In fact. So the hamster is always going to do that. But what happens if you're not the hamster? 
what happens that it actually has never occurred? It seemed to have occurred tons of times, but the, the, the solution is so bona fidely beautiful because it's a negation, not a remedy, not a, an ability to live in the problem, not trying to manage ourselves out of the problem. The remedy is that it's a negation. There is no problem. What are you going to do with that? Nothing. That's the beautiful news. Because if you don't do anything, and it's like the animals who try to eat a turtle, you know, they flip it over, they can't freaking get to the meat. What happens? They leave. The mental state, it's kicking it over. What can I make out of here? Can I get a date? Not at a non-duality fucking meeting, you know. Can I? No, no. So it's kicking it around, and it's all right. Finally, they, they leave. Ah, then it comes out. Then nothing becomes the gift that keeps on giving. It's, it becomes everything. It's, it doesn't become everything. It is everything. It was hidden as nothing. Because yeah. then it will be untouched and unaffected and unsullied. There won't be any spiritual tattoos put on it or anything else. And then, alright, you're so bored and you give up and then it just comes out. Yeah? And it starts flourishing because now the space isn't full of agitation, looking, seeking, looking. It's just like you've given up finding any fucking thing. You've given it up. You've realized, man, I have had so many damn solutions. I have acquired so many somethings. They've totaled up to nothing. You know, jeez. And then suddenly, oh, I was what I've been looking for the whole time. The seeker is the sort. It's an open gate. It's an open secret and a gateless gate. What's looking is what you're looking for. You can spend millions of years using the Buddha to seek the Buddha. You'll never find anything. You'll use eons of time using the mind to seek the mind. You'll never come to any conclusion. You can use tons and tons of time looking the, using the light to seek the light and you'll never find the light. All it's been is a little misidentification, assuming that we weren't the light, and therefore the need to be what we exactly are became paramount. So we started looking to get was to get what we thought that symbolized. So this house symbolizes it, that girl symbolizes it, this symbolizes it. And in a sense they all fail us because it's what we are is what we're looking for that relationships become more of a stage of expression, not getting. Yeah? That life becomes more of an expression, not an achieving. And this just happens naturally. It's not a giant, okay, and then a new engine starts up. It's just a fading away, a fading out of what seems so, so real. Because our projector was put giving all the light it could to that. It's just a fading out, and then the background moves to the foreground. All this, which is the foreground, moves to the background. And now the horse is in front of the cart, and things go in a different way. You get freed from the need to be liberated. Because you realize, I'm not that which needs to be liberated. Every time I shot dope, I was trying to get liberated from that. But now that I've seen I'm not that, that's the whole need to be liberated is over. I never think or want to get loaded or anything else. 
there's no need to try to get out of here because it's not a real place I seem to be in. So what's the point? I finally was able to arrive where I've always seemingly been because I realized it's not so. The urban renewal project was called off because why the hell am I working on what I'm not? <laughs> it's just I'm not going anywhere. I paint it every year. It gets dulled in a few months. You know what I mean? Put a new roof on it. It's leaking constantly. You know? The pipes never work. The plumbing sucks. Fuck it. You know? I mean... <laughs> Let my, it's like a whole flock of birds finally finally realizes that the roof they've been sitting on is, a, is an abandoned uh, you know abandoned place. They all take off. So your interest attention, just the flock of interest attention just flies from this dead preoccupation and now starts enriching the day. Yeah. What was enslaving you to yesterday and tomorrow starts enriching you today. So Saturday is more than enough. There's a great story about two writers. I don't know who they were. Great, famous writers. They were at this donor's house in this huge, incredible palace. And the guy was walking around. One of them was saying to the other one, man, look at this place. This guy has so much. Look how beautiful it is. And he says to the other guy, well, what do you think? He says, I have enough. He had enough. Yeah. That's beautiful to me. This is more than enough. I don't need to swim in the depths of the mystical ocean. This is deep enough. Dog shit awareness is unbelievable. Just to be conscious, just to be awake to being awake is way more than enough. What's added and subtracted is what comes and goes. But that never goes anywhere. That's always been available at all times. At every moment of every, every moment of every, every life, that was there. And difference from the mental state that's trying to assume it's constant, yet being an incredible volatile state, but still assuming that it's constant, right, uh, right, painted right atop of this, this has always been this. Hasn't been more this, hasn't been less this, hasn't forgot this, hasn't remembered this. It's always been, always been. Every moment there's been the scene. Maybe through a little body, maybe through an older body, maybe through one eye being bad, maybe through this, maybe through this glasses, these glasses, maybe recovering, maybe, you know, addiction. But the fact is the seeing has never, never not been seen. It's the place you can finally rest your head, you know, and realizing you have no head. And that's the true rest. You rest there and see what it will do. Man. And you'll know the tree by its fruits struck around day in and day out there'll be the one constancy and it'll become overwhelming a presence in your life the thing that never shouts that never has an advertising that never points to itself it'll become the dominant influence in your day so your contentment will be coming from let's say behind instead of through this because as soon as it gets through here it can be deemed not enough I need more. Oh, fuck it. This doesn't match up to how I thought it was going to be. But when it bleeds out, it's totally different. It's totally received, yeah, from whence it came. It just bleeds out, and it's the new norm.
I'll tell you, it's a great, it's a great revelation to have in maybe the last last laps of your life here. Yeah, because when things start simmering down, where all those interests aren't that interesting, where all those preoccupations aren't that preoccupying, where all those desires and drives are muted, yeah, that thing is like the welcoming embrace. You know, you're just you're totally in a almost like a sense felt feeling of deep assurance. Yeah. Not everything will be co- okay, or was, but it is okay. Yeah, this is a passing cloud. All these events that you've noticed, all everything that has come is gone, or is going. Yeah, yeah. Here, here I am. Wow. Yeah. And you can go to work or not work. You can do this or not do that. Yeah, your preferences are preferences, but they're not yours. You see, the conditionality is conditional, but it's not your condition. Feelings are feelings, but they're not yours. Thoughts are thoughts, they're not yours. Yeah? Actions are actions, they're not yours. You're like totally immaculate here, what you are. It's like the immaculate preconception. <laughs> it's just totally immaculate. Yeah? Whatever you did here is undone in eternity. There's no, no strikes that you gathered in this place of time have any, any influence in timelessness. It's like a pure washing away of what was never there. Have you ever had that sense? I've had it. I had one experience of it when I was getting operated on. I had to get operated on this leg, and so it was a local one. They only gave me local anesthesia, so they numbed this leg out, and they built a little wall you know, so my because your mind's going to want to look at what's going on, and they know if you look, the mind will put uh, will produce stimulation that wasn't there just by vision. Yeah. So they had a wall. So I was laying there in my own world with these people working down there, and you could hear it like like a nail coming out of wood. There was no pain, but you could hear. And I was, they had these giant aluminum bowls above me with the lights, you know, trying to produce the mo- most light as possible to see what they're doing. And uh, so I was left totally by myself in a sense, and I was there, and then suddenly some, an incredible, like quintessential super drop of everywhere dropped in, yeah? It was like unbelievable uh, experience or phenomenal, phenomena. It was the most concentrated. It didn't take long at all. It's only maybe a two or three seconds. But it was the most, it was, it had like an infinite wallop in a very finite little second or two. And when I came out of it, and my mental, my mental state had gotten a big whack, you know, like this one stunned them, like blew it up against its little mental wall. It couldn't really coagulate quick, quickly. And then it came upon me it said, everything that's happened in this life that led up to this moment was worth it in reflection of this moment. If any, if any of that had anything to do with this, it was all worth it. And it was like 40-something years of blackboards where all these mental scribbling was on got erased instantaneously. All my little omissions and commissions and everything else, all the relevance, relevance of this imaginary character. And it didn't take any time to erase it because it was never so. Oh, man. 
these, these little reverberations the mind doesn't forget here. They reverberate and their echo goes on forever inside. Yeah? All it needs is a little honoring. Put your attention and interest, not yours, but the attention and interest. Negate its objects of deification and then it will go back to its home where it will bring rest and relief to you instead of agitation and fucking false hope. Yeah? You'll be able to realize there's no need to go anywhere. And I mean literally know that as a fact. Yeah? Not by any doing or having, but just by a revelation that was allowed to sort of reverberate. Yeah. It's cool. As everyone's freezing here, we decided to have very cold meetings now. Yeah. No questions? No. No.